0: So I'm sitting there in Las Vegas where I'm hearing him explain the cash flow quadrant for the very first time. And I was mad. And I said, I'm an S. How did I get to be an S? I don't want to be an S. I want to be a B or an I. Why didn't anyone tell me this information? Welcome to the Life in Paradise podcast, the show about creating a life you never need a vacation from. You'll gain inspiration from those who have done it before as we share experiences, strategies, and offer practical steps you can take to live your dream life in paradise with your host, attorney turned alchemist, Don Fleming. A friend from law school said, Hey, Don, I found this legal thing. You should take a look at it. I said, Okay, looks great. And it's a way I can help people beyond my practice. Now, I knew it was one of those network marketing things. So I said, "Okay, I like the product. I'm going to offer it to people, but don't ask me to go to any meetings. I'm not shaving my head. I'm not shaking the tambourine and I am not drinking the Kool-Aid. That's never going to happen. She was like, no, 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 that's fine. So after about a year, I had lots of people raving about this service. I'd even used it myself. And I was like, how does this work? don't understand. So my friend invited me to go to Las Vegas for a convention. Now I don't really like Vegas at all. I mean, they used to smoke everywhere. It's noisy. It's loud. There's no windows. You can't tell what time of day it is. It's dirty. There's pornography all over the sidewalks. It's really yucky. It's just not my place. Like if I never go back to Las Vegas, that would be a good thing. But she says, come with me to Las Vegas. I said, ah, Kristen, I don't want to go to Las Vegas. She says, it'll be fun. You know, we'll have a little girls trip. I need a roommate. So I have this curiosity. I'm like, ah, who are these people? What are they about? So I went, I got out of my comfort zone and I went with my friend, Kristen, to this network marketing convention. And what I heard in Las Vegas inspired me to change my career and ultimately my life. And the keynote speaker that year was none other than Robert Kiyosaki. I'd heard about his books, but had never read any of his material. This information and the book were truly life-changing for me. In fact, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is the number one best-selling personal finance book ever. It largely tells the author's story about the way he learned about money from his two dads, his own, Poor Dad, and his friend's, Rich Dad. Now, the cash flow Quadrant is actually Kiyosaki's second book and the one I happen to read first. It goes further in depth about the framework he introduces in the first book. Now, both books are worth a read, in my opinion. And I, in fact, I'm pretty sure I own all of the books in the Rich Dad series. Now, the author has had some controversy, and I certainly don't agree with everything he says or believes. That said, how much did you learn about money, finances, and how to build wealth at home or in school? I sure didn't learn much at either of those places. So these books really shaped my financial literacy and empowered me to live the life of my dreams instead of dying at my desk as a lawyer. So welcome to the September book review episode of the Life in Paradise podcast. I'm going to go through briefly what the cash flow quadrant covers so you kind of get the idea. But it was something I never heard of before. I'd never learned any of this. So there are four categories. Think about a a plus sign, right? And there's four quadrants or X, Y axis if you're technical. And the upper left-hand corner is employee or E, The lower box below that is self-employed or S, on the upper right side is B for business owner, and the lower right side is I or investor. So with an employee, of course, you have a job. We've all probably been employees, uh, unless you're a trust fund baby and you never worked before, but most of us have had a job. A lot of us went on to be self-employed thinking that was the be-all, end-all. Oh my gosh, you know, grow up and be a doctor or a lawyer or a dentist or an accountant. You have your own business, right? That was kind of nirvana uh, for, you know, me as a middle-class individual. That's not what rich people teach their children, though, is to live on that left side of the quadrant. They teach their children to be B's or I's. If you're a business owner, you own systems and people work for you. You don't trade your own time for money. And if you're an investor, your money works for you. So employees exchange time for money And you lose control of your time and your income. You're really, and I talked about this actually in last month's book review beside the whole bait and switch uh, phenomena, becoming, you know, a well-paid employee and how you're at the mercy of corporate America or the the corporate uh, decisions that they make with layoffs and all of that. So, you know, if you don't show up for work, you get fired. Your boss can lay you off. And to become wealthy, Kiyosaki says, you got to get out of that E quadrant and go from into one of the other three categories, the self-employed, the business owner, or the investor. And self-employed, certainly you gain more control over your time, but you're still tethered to your work. You don't work, you don't get paid. You're still on that trading time for money treadmill. He, He describes this category as instead of you owning your own job, your job actually owns you, right? Because to make money, you still need to work, but you're not at risk of being fired by your boss. So you do have a little bit more control over your own destiny. But we all know there's only so many hours in a day. So if you're on a trading time for money treadmill, uh, it's limited, Your, your income is limited. Now, business owners have much greater flexibility because they earn money through leverage for other people's efforts. And he he defines a B-quadrant business as having 500 employees or more or one where a business owner could actually just take off for a year and not have their income affected. So that's a pretty big distinction between, say, an accountant or a doctor or a lawyer. You can't just take off for a year and not have your income affected Whereas if you're a B-Quadrant business owner, you could. We'll be back in a moment. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castellito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world castellitocaribe.com wwwc ecom We look forward to seeing you soon. I'm so happy to have you with me for the Life in Paradise podcast. I love our listeners and fans, and we'd love to show our appreciation for you supporting the show. So please head over to lifeinparadisepodcast.com where you can find free resources mentioned in the show and also register for our gifts, prizes, and swag. I'd also love to hear from you. So there's a place on that page to submit your questions, comments, and requests so I can serve you better. And if I answer your question on the show, we'll send you a free gift. Taxes are a big deal. And I have a whole chapter really devoted to this in my book, Claim Your Dream Life. Few people realize that taxes are their biggest expense. So a B quadrant entity's tax treatment is much more favorable than for employees and most self-employed individuals. Now, Hiyosaki says, Nirvana is to be able to earn from the I quadrant and that's becoming an investor where passive income streams into your bank account each and every month, without you having to trade your time for money. And in fact, the US tax code and most tax codes globally reward investors with much lower taxes than those paid by employees. So It's really just vital information in this book that, like I said, just sort of shifted my whole way of looking at the different ways we can earn money. Like I said, I never had heard this before. So I'm sitting there in Las Vegas and I'm listening to Kiyosaki's presentation where I'm hearing him explain the cash flow quadrant for the very first time. I was sitting there and I was mad and I said, I'm an S. How did I get to be an S? I don't want to be an S. I want to be a B or an I. Why didn't anyone tell me this information? I just spent years of my life and went into $60,000 in debt and student loans to be a freaking S. I own my own damn job. You have no idea how upset I was. But while I'm sitting there, a light bulb goes on in my mind, and I go, wait a second. He just said network marketing is a B quadrant business. Well, in this legal services company, I'd inadvertently recruited a team of about 80 people because I had contacted a lot of my colleagues, attorneys, accountants, mortgage bankers, real estate people, and said, hey, you know, all those people that need your help, in particular, if you're a lawyer, you get these calls all the time. They think you know everything and you can't help them. Because you're specialized. I was a business attorney. I didn't do divorces, DUIs, bankruptcies, family law, criminal law, all these different things. But, oh, you're an attorney. You might be able to help me. No, it's not how it works, right? It's like, it's like medicine. You know, you don't go to a brain surgeon if you've got appendicitis. So all my attorney friends were like, well, what is this all about? And I would explain it to them. And they were really interested because they were getting these calls. And otherwise it's like, well, I'm dating myself. Uh, Sorry, good luck in the yellow pages. Or I can refer you to one of my friends that charges $300 an hour instead of this affordable service that uh, even helped with pre-existing conditions. And so I ended up signing them up as agents. I enrolled them as agents just like me. So after a year, I have this little team without really trying So I sat there in Las Vegas that day and I said, I wonder, I wonder what would happen if I tried, if I really tried to work this network marketing business. So I shaved my head, I drank the Kool-Aid, and I started shaking the tambourine. And I started going to all the meetings. You want to talk about a night and day difference between hanging out with the Orange County Bar Association and going to a legal network marketing meeting. Truly opposite ends of the spectrum. But I did start going and I set a goal to reach the top of the pay plan by the end of December. That was in April when we were in Las Vegas. So in eight months, that's exactly what I did. I didn't want to practice law anymore because I knew it would not permit me to live the lifestyle I wanted. So at the end of December of that year, I did close my law practice. And in my first full year with the company, I was able to replace my income. I've never looked back at my decision to stop practicing law. And it was all because of the information I learned in Cashflow Quadrant. So I hope you enjoy the book. Love to hear your feedback. I do want to give a shout out to another book. And Tom mentioned it during his monthly segment, Taking Command with Captain Tom. And that was Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. As we get ready to head back to Mexico and immerse ourselves in a completely different culture than where we've been here in the United States and Minnesota, uh, we've had discussions that I wonder what the world would be like if everybody read Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, if people started behaving the way that he suggests in the book. Now, we can't probably make that happen, but we can pick it up and read it ourselves. And as Tom explained in his segment, it was life changing for him. He started applying what he learned in that book. And it made a, made a huge difference in his ability to lead and ability to win friends and influence people. So uh, that is a, a second uh, option for the book this month that I wanted to share with you. I know I've been reviewing a lot of old books, uh, oldies but goodies, but sometimes I think there's nothing new under the sun. I know that's not true, but I know the classics and uh timeless books are timeless for a reason. But next month I'm excited to share with you a brand new best-selling book on change and how to be in conversation with change instead of it happening to you. The importance of having expectations. I'm a big fan of expectations and why cultivating a rugged yet flexible sense of ourselves is key to a strong identity and how we can be proactive during a challenge instead of just sitting in our emotions and feeling frustrated. So I'm thrilled to bring that to you next month. So bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Life in Paradise podcast. Did you love this episode? If so, we'd love for you to follow, rate, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We invite you to tune in every week for more inspired insights and wisdom to create your somebody pinch me reality. And until next time, dream big and act on it daily.